0: Thank you. Wow. What a joy to be here. And thank you for all our friends and from Lake Charles, all our friends that came from there, family and friends, and from South Africa, Suma it's good to see you. <laughs> it's great being with you. If you haven't met me, my name is Willem Now, and uh, I'm going to share a word with you. This is the sentence I want to leave with you for a moment, and then I'm going to introduce my family. Um, it's, Today I want to speak to you about facing the impossible. And I don't know how many of you are facing the impossible things right now. And uh, I've got a sentence saying, You will never reach to be an exceptional if you only fight ordinary battles. You will never be exceptional if you only fight ordinary battles. So let me just show you my family. And uh, uh, I've got... One, one part of my family, that was last year in Lake Charles. I think, uh, Caitlin, you, you still took the picture there. So your picture is traveling all over the world. Thank you so much. Photographer, engineer. And uh, I brought my second son. Oh, That's our church. Let me just uh, show our church. They say hi. Love you all. Sima, are you still on that picture or not? You missed that one. Okay. She's somewhere there. Okay. Um, but uh, I brought Shamu Ray. Ray. stand. So I'm my second son, and uh, I'm glad he's here. He's super excited being here. He's just excited to see all friends and people around him. And uh, uh, had my, my, our church is having their campus service right now. So um, my son is playing piano, uh, my oldest son, and uh, they will, I, I WhatsApp them, sent messages and sent pictures of all of you. So trying to keep them alive and involved with what's happening. It's always good to be here. I want to start today, and I want to share a few testimonies with you, if that's okay. But let's just pray. Lord, we thank you for this time. Lord, I pray that all my Cajun brothers and sisters and some rednecks will understand this African speaking person. And Lord, that your Spirit will move supernaturally. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. amen, amen. Shami, you don't have your um, Duck Dynasty shirt on? Okay. We uh, discovered Duck Dynasty... When I was here in May, and we l- watched all three seasons. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's amazing. I actually showed one of the, one of the shows to, my, to a pastors' conference for relaxing, and I said, You have to see my friends. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Jamie, whenever you come back to Axis Africa, you and Doug, you need to grow beards like that, you know, look a little bit like, because they will not believe you are from here. Uh, so, uh, we just love it, love it, seeing our Cajun friends. Uh, we will not eat all the things they are eating, squirrels and those who so don't think you bless me by giving me a squirrel. If you ever say, but it just tastes like chicken. As long as there's chicken, I will eat chicken. <laughs> so, I don't have a benefit of eating crocodile or anything else just because it tastes like chicken. I just Then when there's chicken, it's chicken. And when it starts to taste different, then i eat something different. I want to show you, test me off, a few weeks what's happening. That's what I'm going to release today. On Wednesday night, I'm going to be in Brusso campus. And if you want to invite friends or text friends to be there, we're going to have a healing service. I'm just coming to activate something that's already in your heart. It's the same spirit. God is all over the same. And I'll just bring a strange accent into your house to trust God for something supernatural to happen in your lives so let 's show the next picture. Thank you. Uh, I think it 's the next one. Oh yes. you know what? A lot of us sometimes feel feel like that a little bit messed up there's things that we have to untangle and uh, and that 's where we face these impossible things things that feel so so big and I have uh, great friends of us from from uh, Lake Charles, Dan and Liz and they're going to share their testimony at the end of the service which is supernatural so if you don't understand me just look like you understand but you will have some Americans speaking later we'll have translation later of something supernatural Dan is actually going with Pastor Todd Schumacher next week to South Africa he's going to be there in our church in Potterstrom so uh, we're excited about that I want to show you a quick testimony this was a few weeks ago about a, maybe a month ago, a girl on the left-hand side, she, she's a twin. And when she was three years old, uh, she's highly allergic for bees. And uh, so when she was three years old, there was a bee that came into the car while her mom was driving. And her mom tried to get the bee out, turned the car, and it rolled. And it slinged her out of the window. And she actually had lost one leg, and I sort of connected the leg, but she lost eight centimeters of leg. And so her whole life, she grew up in this environment where her sister is beautiful, but she is, has to have this, this shoe. And while being on the Victory Weekend, and a week, uh, our staff of people started to pray for it. so can we pray for you? And God first healed her emotionally. And, and, and then we start, they started to pray. And while they were praying, her leg started growing. I mean, it's, it was cut off, so it's on a limp. It was growing. And that afternoon, she went for the first time in 19 years to a mall to buy normal shoes. So that's just, but that's normal Christianity. The same power that's happening there is inside of you right now. The second story was on the right-hand side. We send our teenagers for fun Friday nights uh, once a month. They go out to the hospital, and then you can have the privilege of having that next weekend. So you can have a next next testimony. So just prepare yourself, okay? Watch the space, okay? And uh, they were ministering. some of them for a the very first time praying for anybody, not even praying good night. I'm mean, just praying for somebody. And I went to the hospital, and this man was was death in his ear and I prayed for him and God healed him. And so I'm sharing part of that testimony saying you know these people face impossibilities I just had a fresh testimony can't show the picture we don't have the permission for that of this last Tuesday I had a friend from Netherlands and I said, Freda, you cannot just see lions coming to South Africa. You need to see some blind people getting healed. I mean, you, that's unfair. It's not nice towards you. You flew all the way. You didn't see. You just saw lions. We didn't see healings. And we, we want to see feathers and healings, okay? And so they went to the hospital, and there was this lady. She was really messed up through a car accident. That's for real. It happened on Tuesday night. And she had a leg crushed. She was blind in one eye and deaf in another ear. And she was sort of paralyzed. She couldn't, couldn't stand up. They started ministering to her. She started to get feeling back in the crushed leg. Her paralyzed leg started to move. She stood up. They prayed for her. She said, what can we pray for more? She said, well, I can't see in the one eye. Prayed for her. She started seeing. And then prayed for her ear. And she started hearing. Isn't that Amazing. God is so good. And so we're trusting God for that same faith to be released into your hearts Amen. today. It's not something special. And I, I many times say this, and I, I respect the people on Christian television some of white suits, some of dark suits, some of no suits. But, it's, but many times our expectation is that you need to have a white suit. And some will say, Pastor so and so coming up and this healing. And the rest of us feel like, oh, I don't have that show, I don't have that ability. Well, it's normal Christianity, trusting God that something supernatural will happen. While we were worshiping, my son just just saw it's, the earth is resonating with your praise. Things are starting to shift towards you. Things are changing towards you in Jesus' name. to my family, I don't know about you, but sometimes when you face things in your life, there's unfair things that happened. Things that you don't have control over. Things that you wish you could change. It feels like unfair. I mean, I, I wish I could show a video clip, and unfortunately my, my, my technology is not in sync with this advanced technology, but I'm getting to that place. But it is, you know, you can't change the way you look. If everybody looks as, as handsome as Pastor Jamie looked, you know, I mean, man, it's just... I mean, it's just like, uh, thank you for, for being so kind to me. Okay, I will share some physics with you at the end. <laughs> but, but it's, it's like your looks. You can't really change a lot about your looks. You can't really change your skin color. I mean, you can try and get in summer and get, if you're white occasionally, you get a little more pink. Um, uh, but, it's, but you can't really change things like those things. And, and sometimes in life, things happen. For me, four years ago, it happened when I was preaching. I got paralysed, and I had a death experience. And you know, part of that story, but part of the effect was my son, my youngest son, DeAndrew. He just turned six years old, and and uh, we realised that something was wrong. And DeAndrew was—that was Julian when he was still young. At it was that stage, and and the doctors and the therapists and people told us he has—he's autistic. He has autism, and. Uh, and so we tried to ignore it and, and then and then at, in the end, we took him to a special needs school God opened up a door for him to go to a special needs school and and, uh, and it was just it was was a hard word it was a hard word because it 's something all of my rest of my children are fairly normal uh, i think <laughs> um, um, debatable it is debatable they all have some sort of strange curve, but maybe get it from. But I mean, it's fairly normal, and suddenly have a younger son, and he has this learning disability. He, has ba- he battles to speak and express his emotions. And, and and I mean, when I hear, I was with Father Todd, and I hear his two-year-old speak, and I hear my son speak over the phone right now when we phone him. Uh, I mean, it's the two-year-old I can hear more clearly than I can hear my son. So it's one of those things that in life that it's unfair. We didn't choose it. It's not something that you want And I realize many of you have that. And I want to show you a few pictures. If we had his sixth birthday. Uh, that's uh, that's them both being my oldest son and youngest one, playing Angry Birds on their heads. Um, <laughs> just show that picture. We had while I was here in May. I, my wife said you have to get some American things for for your son's birthday. So we had. I went to Walmart. Finally got Captain America. Okay, so I just want to say, we, we don't, don't just celebrate South Africa, we also celebrate you. Okay, so I've got Captain America, we had a superhero party, and there's 10 kids in his class, all of them with severe disabilities, and some well, 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 talk like that, some can't walk, some, some really has severe disabilities, different things. And, and so we went to have this birthday party. But what was special was, um, for, for, for us being there, seeing suddenly realized you know what we feel is so impossible with our son having this learning disability. when I saw the other kids, it felt like a nothing. when I compared where he's at and where some of them are at I just felt man uh, we, we, we don't have we have big problems and it was a beautiful moment when they were um, Eating the cake and cutting a cake, and you can show the, I think the next one. We're cutting a they had a superhero party. You can see it was Iron Man and Captain America and Flash all in one. So um, uh, so some some people do ask me who's the man in a mask? It's Iron Man. So so those of you who didn't watch it, it's Iron Man, okay. Okay, he did not watch Iron Man, just to let you know. Well we'll not let him watch that movie, but but at least he can get the mask. So it was was this moment when they cut the cake and, and then they went on a, a, a playground and there was a platform, and each one of them helped each other up till they sat on this platform and they shared the cake. And I, and I realized when I saw, well, I saw it was such a thing in my heart broken, seeing how they shared their impossibilities and started to share life and, and a special moment. And, and so, many, so, so many times in our lives, we are all facing these impossibilities. Maybe it's your finances right now. Maybe it's your business. Maybe it's in your body. Maybe it's a family relationship. Maybe it's something that you face. It's so unfair that you wish you wish you could change it like this. And today, I want to I want to give you something in your hand, like a David faced impossibilities. You know, when we ask sometimes Christians, especially charismatic Christians, we ask them, How are you? And they will say, I am blessed and highly favoured. So, let me start with a scripture on blessed and highly favoured. Matthew 5 verse 3 says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. We know that scripture. But in the Amplified, it actually says, Blessed, happy to be envied, spiritual, prosperous, with life, joy, satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, regardless of the outward conditions of the poor in spirit, the humble, those who rate themselves insignificant, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So, Blessed for God is different than blessed that we experienced. Blessed is not your new wheels on your car. Blessed is not the new plasma screen that you have in your house. Blessed is not your clothes that you wear. Blessed is not where you can go on vacation. Blessed is not just what you have in the bank. Blessed is when you are persecuted, when things are, well, you, trouble, you face trouble. You are highly blessed and highly favored when you face trouble. When you face impossibilities, and here's why. Because when you face an impossibility, it's actually, and I want to make it very clear, it's not God that sent it on your way. But heaven has entrusted you, of all people on earth, for that impossibility to bow its knees before the name of Jesus. An impossibility is actually a compliment from heaven. I, I feel like, oh, no, no, no. That's that's not how, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like a curse. But it's a compliment from heaven because of all the people on earth, you are the person for that thing to bow its knees before the name of Jesus. And I know it feels hard. It feels like hey, Willem, man, what have you ate? eaten? Have you had some too much crawfish or crocodile? Maybe if you eat some of those chicken, it doesn't taste like chicken or taste, it will help you. I haven't had that, just none of those. You know, sometimes we measure blessed by the things that we have. Now, I want you to turn your Bibles. I'm going to read you a scripture. Of somebody that had this experience. Psalm 73. Psalm 73. And we can read the whole psalm. So don't worry, we will be out by tomorrow morning. No, no, we will not. We will not. Oh, oh. Psalm 73. It's a psalm of Asaph. Asaph was, was here's the story. well, David became king, Asaph was the one of the three worship leaders in David's kingdom and they had actually had a tent with it with was a place of worship outside of the temple and this tent or place of worship that's where they created new music instruments they created uh new songs wrote new songs and they had 24 hours for how many years was it 30 or more years it was a long time you should know you in worship it was a long time <laughs> research it google it um uh, Ask your uncle Google, like my son said, you ask your uncle Google and your aunt YouTube for anything and you discover what life is about. So, for many, many years, they had 24 hours, can you imagine, Pastor Jeremy, 24 hours a day. The three worship leaders had shifts and they had worshiping and praising God. And through that, they made the the guitar and they made music instruments and they discovered new songs. And most of the songs were written in that time. So Asaph was a very responsible man, and he was appointed to become one of the the stewards or one of the uh, administrators in David's kingdom. He was actually promoted also to be in Solomon's kingdom. And, And for a moment, Asaph experienced the unfairness of life. And this is what he wrote. Psalm of Asaph, truly God is good to Israel. Verse 1, to such are the pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled, my steps had nearly slipped. For I was envious of the boastful when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. There are no pangs in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not, trouble as in, uh, they are not in trouble as other men, nor are they plagued like other men. Therefore, pride serves as a necklace; violence covers them like a garment. Their eyes bulge with abundance. They have more than a heart could wish. It feels like I've, I've just captured some of your talk yesterday at the barbecue <laughs> on the psalm last week when you were drinking coffee. Wasn't that your conversation? Man, it's so unfair. I don't know what I've got a bull's eye right on me because I'm a Christian. Things are not working out. I'm not getting the contracts. I'm not getting the deals. It's like, what is wrong now? i starting serving God, and they said I will be blessed, and now nothing works for me. Asaph is sort of on the same track that you are. Maybe you're not totally there, but let's just share Asaph's thing. Verse 8. They scoffed and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. Um, they set their mouth against the heavens, and their tongue walks through the earth, therefore his people return here, and the waters of a full cup of are drained by them. And they say, "How does God know?" And is their knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the ungodly who always at ease. They increase in riches. It's like man; they're so blessed. They have everything. They've got a great cars, great babes, great, great bodies. just—I mean—they can eat donuts and nothing happens to them. It's just—I mean, don't know what what happened. I just look at one and I get fat. It's just. And he says, what do they do? They're just so favored, they're just so blessed. And I don't know why, and they don't even serve God. I know you might have not been there, but I've been there looking like Asaph about these things. And then Asaph goes on in verse 13, he says, Surely I've cleansed my heart in vain, and i washed my hands in innocence. For all day long I have been plagued and chastened every morning. If I said, I speak thus, Behold, I would have been untrue to the generation of your children. And then verse 16 says, When I thought how to understand this, it was too painful for me. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood the end. So he said, when I looked at people and looked at my circumstances, it was unfair and overwhelming. But I went to God's presence, to His goodness, and I discovered a different picture. I saw the end. I saw what their corruption will bring. What was impossible for me, I I saw the unfairness, but I saw it in God's perspective. And so many times when you look at what you don't have, how do you know what you don't have? By looking at those who have something, that you don't have it. How do you discover that you're not as pretty as you think you are? Well, it's when you look at other people and you see, look at the magazines and you look at the TV shows and you start to see how other people are looking at it. and you feel like you compare yourself and you suddenly feel like, I don't feel like that. I don't look like that. I don't have the same things in my life. But when you gaze into your Makers face, into God's face, things start to change. I love your testimony, Pastor Jamie. When you start to concentrate on His Word, things change. It's the same, it's, the same. it's not that like your bank is suddenly full, but your perspective change. said so there's a change in that. It's not just that suddenly my son can speak like he's, he's been to Harvard University, but my perspective started to change when I gaze into God's eyes. So it goes on and says, Surely you set him in slippery places. You cast him down to destruction. Oh, how they are brought down to desolation as in a the moment. They are utterly consumed with terrors. As a dream when one awakes, so Lord, when you awake, you shall despise the image. Thus my heart was grieved, and I was vexed in my own mind. I was so foolish and ignorant, I was like a beast before you. Nevertheless, I am continuing with you. And it says, you hold me by my right hand, you will guide me with your counsel, and afterwards you receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is none upon the earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And then verse 27 and 28, I want to close with that one. It says, for indeed, those who are far away from you shall perish. You have destroyed all those who desert you for holitry. But it's good for me to draw near to God. I've put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all your works. The arrival of an enemy in your life is actually a sign that this present season you're in is getting over. Your enemy in your life is your promotion for the next level. That's powerful. Must I say it again, your enemy in your life is your promotion for your next level. My friends, my family are not my enemy, but they cannot promote me. They can call things out of my life, they can inspire me, they can protect me, but they will not give me promotion. It's only when you conquer something. It's like those of you just lucky you on holiday, but when you finish those in schools and, and universities, when you write a test, that very test, you wish it can go away. It's actually your promotion for the next semester. Like I just wish it's gonna be away. That that financial battle you're facing, you think, Lord, just take us away. Just let me win the lotto or something else. Lord, just send heaven money from heaven. But but it's but that actually how you conquer debt and how you deal with these things that gives you the promotion for the next level. You want to see legs grow and you want to see eyes open. You know how it happens? You start to pray for somebody's headache. And you start to pray for somebody's flu, somebody's allergy, somebody else's child. You start to pray and trust God, the supernatural ability will be released. As you conquer that, that's your upgrade to your next level. Here's why I say it's a necessity to have sometimes an enemy in your life. If there's a Goliath, a Pharaoh, or Satan... Before you. That's actually the doorway. Standing between you and where you are destined to be. You can only move on to the next level by conquering the enemy that's standing in between of you. And I I so wish when I think about my life and I think about things we're facing and I think about the impossibilities. I say, Lord, I don't like this. I hate this. I hate standing before these things. If if it's a lack, or it's a, or it's a or it's people talking about you and and saying things that's unfair. Or, like my wife just said, and I said, don't share it. Don't share it. I don't want to hear it. Said, it's so so cold this morning in Pots because it's winter in South Africa. And so so in a nine o'clock congregation, people start, rather decided to stay at home. I said, I don't even want to hear that. So I I heard a part of that. that so just confess this. And I'm like, man, is that all it needs you to, to not go to church, it's just the cold weather? And I know it's unfair, but it's just, I feel like, how unfair is that for me being a pastor? People aren't able to come to church because it's cold in our city. We can prepare, we can trust God, but now it's cold. It's unfair. It's unfair because it's, Maybe you have a business, and you prepare, and you, 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 you assume, well, I'm going to have this advertisement, and then nothing happens. What will it take to discourage you? Oh, sorry, it's so small. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Would you have your own little Bible sorry? I thought it was big. I want to I ask Dan and Liz to prepare themselves. They are an amazing couple, and I had I had the privilege on a very painful moment a few years ago, three, two, three years ago. Three, met them on a Wednesday night in Lake Charles. We had a ministry time, and and I think Liz just came to me and she said just went through a miscarriage, and I mean I had date. You hear the story. They had so many impossibilities before them, and and it's not that, it's not like they are now. Everything is sorted. They still have their battles, but there's certain things that's so powerful, and I wanted to have, not just an African testimony, but I want to bring you a great, I can't say it's redneck Cajun, but I can say a great Louisiana testimony. Um, would you, would you mind to come and share? Thank you. Let's give them a hand and welcome them.
1: Hey, yes, My name is Dan. This is my wife Liz. We're actually from uh, De Quincey. And I wrote a little bit, so we're going to bring this down to De Quincey level for you. And, uh, but I, I think it was about four years ago is where our journey really started. Uh, we were just, to tell you, we were probably $75,000 in debt, been married two years, had two kids, I mean, just strangled. I mean, could not do anything. We were fighting about it, you know, just... And we, we came back to God and we started praying, you know, and just put some principles, biblical principles in place in our lives. And, you know, probably for, you know, like Pastor Bill said, we went through the miscarriage and looked like we were not going to have... And we met Pastor Billum, and he, uh, he did. He just spoke to us, He said, You're going to have five kids. By the next time I come back, you will be pregnant. And uh, on down the road, we did get pregnant, and found out that Pastor Billum was going to be there the next week in Lake Charles. and <laughs> It was just uh, amazing. But getting back to the debt, uh, you know, we were trying to do it on our own, everything. Um, just you know, it just came down to it that we drew a line in the sand and we said, you know, we've had enough. God, you take over. You have to do this. We can't. And at the time, I was a police officer making probably 35000 a year. And we were like, this is going to take 10 years. How are we going to do this? You know? But we started, you know, just um, just working through it, you know, just started applying biblical principles and and Getting into his word and what he said about debt, and just we hated it. We cut up the credit cards. We had student loans, and we just started socking away everything we could get. You know, at one point we prayed to God, "We need a bigger shovel to dig out of this hole we have gotten ourselves in," and He had mercy on us and, and provided with us with a part-time job. And we just, and me with overtime, we just we kept kept socking away. So about a year and a half, two years, we had paid off probably like twenty. $18,000. 18, 18, 18, 18, dollars in debt mm-hmm. on our own, and we were still just, you know, God, you still got to show up, we need you, and my aunt got sick, and, uh, she was like a second mom to me, and my little girl who's here today, and we both my little girls, but at that time, my oldest little girl, um, it was like a second grandma to her, and, uh, she got sick, and within probably six months, she passed away, and, uh. It just devastated us. We, we were like, God, where are you at in And, this? and, and uh, a little bit later, we found out, and she was a single lady, and she had taught school all of her life and had a little second income or, or something you know, along the lines of rent houses. And she had managed to put away $80,000 in three CDs, one for me and one for my two brothers. And we found out, and it just blew us away, completely wiped out our debt. Totally, today, I stand here and tell you, we are debt-free. Our house is paid off. Our cars are paid off. And God just showed us through that, you know. I mean, he just showed up in our lives, I mean, what you said today, you know. I mean, what you said, I mean, it just all works together for, for good, you know. It's He's allowed me to quit my job, start my own business, you know, move toward ministry, you know, and, and he's just, it's just great, it's phenomenal, but I'll let my wife speak. I,
2: I'm just gonna tell you a little bit about the miscarriage. We had, had, our first pregnancy was a miscarriage, and then we had two <coughs> children, no problems. Well, you know. <laughs> um, we had two children, and then we had another miscarriage, and when you're sitting at two miscarriages and two live children, and you know, they say, well, that's not very good odds. You know, they can be worse, obviously, but when you're sitting in that position, they seem awful. Um, and we had always wanted a large family, and at that point, we didn't know if we would be able to do that. We didn't know if we'd be able to have the, the, the amount of children that we wanted to. Like Dan said, Pastor Bill came and he prayed over us, and part of that praying, he said, you know, you'll have those five children. He said, by the next time I come, you'll be pregnant. And he said, you need to stop worrying about it. He looked at Dan, and he said, stop worrying about how you're going to take care of this family. God is going to take care of this family because at that point, we were looking at $80,000 in debt, okay? So you have to understand that that whole thing, it was all wrapped up together that God provided, that he came through. Those promises that he had given us, they were in the word, but they were also spoken to us by Pastor Bill. And I know everyone has people in their life that speaks God's word to them. Believe it and understand it. Um, But with Claire... We did, we found out we were pregnant actually right after Dan's aunt passed away. Within two weeks, we found out we were pregnant, and we were getting $80,000 to pay off the remainder of our debt. So, y'all, I'm going I'm to tell you what they talked about, what Pastor Bill just spoke about about being blessed. It doesn't look like what you think it looks like. It doesn't look like a house, and a boat, and a camp, and a car, and a suburban, and a, it doesn't look like that, because I'm going to tell you right now, we are out of debt but we live on $700 a month, okay? But we are the happiest we have ever been. Amen. Amen. There is blessing and there is peace here. Good. There's joy here, okay? Because when you take God's principles and you apply them to your life, when you live your life according to what God has told you to, to live, what's in his word, for us it was debt. You know, the Bible says you can't serve two masters, right? You can't serve God wholeheartedly and be paying debt off. You can't. And so that was our first purpose was to get out of that. It's just like what they spoke. You have to follow God wholeheartedly. It all starts with that. Amen. Fall in love with him and follow him and he will reward you greatly.
0: And you expecting number four.
2: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We are expecting number four. But that was another prophecy. Pastor Willem, while I was pregnant with Claire, he came back right after we found out we were pregnant with Claire. And he prayed over us and he he prayed for Claire and he said that, and then her pregnancy, that our pregnancy with her would be a time of building faith. And it, oh, it was. <laughs> but, um, and then also he prayed and he prophesied that number four would be a boy and that he would be famous and that they would write books about him. So number four is a boy. <laughs> and his name would be Emery Lewis and he, it means brave and powerful warrior. Praise oh.
0: we God. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you so much. Wow, wow! Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Can't wait to see that in South Africa. eh? You might face an impossibility. I want to close, and Shuma, you can play nicely. Uh, Not kumbaya, but something else. You don't. You don't need the music for God to function. You just need the heart. Towards God, on on my son's birthday, DeAndre's birthday, a morning he came in and he uh, he was so excited, so 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 excited, and and uh, he came to Celeste list and uh, and he told him, "Mommy, I so love you." And I, and he said it in clear words. And he went to wake up Shamaray and Julian, and they were not so excited about the, that at the time of the morning. And, they, and they each one told him, "Shami, I really love you lot. And he went to Julian and said, Julian, I, I love you so, so much. And, and when he saw his cake, he came to, he came to us and, and, and he came to his mommy and he said, Mommy, that's, that's the most beautiful cake in the world. I love you so, so much. Now, for you, it might be, your, your child might just speak to you, it might just be, oh, that's normal. For us to hear him clearly say those words, a few weeks ago, I went to the school and the teachers called me in and said, I "Want to speak about your son and diagnostics that we made over him?" And I, I came into school and I was expecting a worse. And, <laughs> sorry, they said, "You know, we just want to say, is your son is normal. He's not autistic. Um, he's normal. He's got a little bit of speech backlog, but that's going to be working fine, and he, he, he can actually go to a normal school." So, praise God. So, what are you facing? I'm, I'm happy to be I'm so happy. Your testimony has, has inspired me, and I've shared about your word all over the world, and I've shared this. Uh, thank you for being faithful that we found a match. I don't always prophesy five children over people. I just want to let you know. But they did say, I asked them, how many children do you want? Lots. And I saw the number five. And number five was exactly the same as five little stones that David had to kill Goliath. And you know Goliath had four brothers. And it was enough for everybody. And I saw that your children will be an inheritance, I saw it, will be inheritance. And God, they didn't say that they would be very modest, but they served this aunt of them, drove her up and down. I mean she wasn't rich, she wasn't had a lot of things. It actually looked like she was a very poor, modest woman. And they served her so faithfully. So, so what did they have? They have something in their hands. And this is what I want to share with you. You might have something in your hands today. It might be a bush cutter. It might be an w- ability to bake a cake. It might be to serve somebody else. It might seem so insignificant, but it's in your hands your very miracle to kill that giant. You don't need to be Iron Man. You just need to have the mask. <laughs> you just need to pretend that you have a heart of steel. And my prayer today is, and that's what I said to Pastor Jamie, I saw a supernatural release of resources. A supernatural release of resources. I want to say that the Eunice Church will be blessed. You will be blessed, blessed, blessed. Yes, it means that you'll have your battles, but you will have your war stories telling it to so many other people. Pastor Jamie, it's time for an upgrade. It's time for the next level. And I know it's a big, ugly demon standing in front of, Not one of you, but not one of... Somewhere, we, we don't look at men. Uh, in that doorway, for the next level. But you're very upgrade. It's your story. And people of God, there's a story that God has for your life. It's a story that God has for you. Unique story. There's a story. But as an enemy standing in the gap of that story. So don't be like Asaph in the beginning, but be like Asaph in the end. Say, Lord, it's your goodness. When I gaze at your goodness, it's overwhelming. And I want to close with this, and I want to pray for you. I'll give you a sentence. I thought it would bless you. It doesn't seem like a blessing, but it is a blessing. You will never be an exceptional person if you fight only ordinary battles, I said in the beginning. I had always prayed that God would use me exceptionally. Let me stand out from the crowd. Have me do things that have never been done before. Don't you trust, God, that your life will not just be ordinary. That your greatest accomplishment will not be your plasma screen. Your new wheels on your car. But it will be something different. That your life will mean something. That stories will be written of the faith that you had. It's in your hands, and I, I know I know disappointments. I know things that happen. It feels like impossibilities, but I, but I, but I come and share out of that. Love. So whatever you're facing right now, it's a giant. Can I stand with you? I trust God with you, for that thing to bow its knees before Jesus. Can Dan and Liz stand with you? Can Pastor Jamie stand with you? Can can somebody else stand with you and trust God that a thing will bow its knees before the name of Jesus? Somebody's got a war story. I saw over your life, and I want to publicly prophesy this, that your income will increase seven to, uh, ten, times, ten times. You said 700 a month, monthly to 7,000 rand, 7,000 dollars. You will cry if it's 7,000 rand, so it will not be a lot of so. time will stay the same but it will increase and it's not I'm prophesying not money over you I'm prophesying influence he didn't say we prophesied over his land and there's, a, there's three oil rolls on a land deal that they have the papers and they're busy with that process and we so on a piece of land that it was nothing it was really not really something it, so by, by God's word on your land on your property on your things you have expect the provision to be there you know, so, uh, sorry to labor this point, but so many times we are expecting something come from the outside. while well, God has already placed it inside us. So if you're facing an impossibility right now, you're facing a giant. I want you to stand, if you can. And we're going to pray. And whatever you have as a touching point. For that, and I, I, I'm going to be at the end of the service. I will be here, and I will not leave till I pray for everybody. If you want me to pray for you, but so, but I want to pray corporately. If whatever you're facing right now is impossible. you just? I know your your son is very ill, so I don't know if you have a cloth or your phone or whatever, but whatever you have as a touching point, just just have that before you, and we just let's just. I'm going to touch this phone on the back. And I'm trusting God. As I touch this phone, let release come over this child. But the same over you. I'm trusting God. It's things that I trust in God for in our home and things that need to happen. And I'm, I'm keeping my hand before Lord. So thank you, Jesus, for your breakthrough to come. Jesus, we come. Humble ourselves. We thank you, Lord, that we are truly blessed. <laughs> Not just highly favored and because of what we have in our, in our houses. But we are favored because we stand before an enemy. Ooh. And now, Jesus, I pray that the demonic spirit will bow its knees before you. That bad, breath, foul, ugly spirit that's trying to exalt himself against the name of Jesus Christ will bow now. Money, you bow your knees. Sickness, you bow your knees. Infirmities, you bow your knees. Corruption, you bow your knees. Unfair practices, bow your knees. Illnesses, diseases that came for generations, you bow your knees. Over the city of Eunice, over this area, you bow your knees. You will not be able to exalt yourself before the name of Jesus Christ. We release heaven to Eunice. Heaven to this region. We thank you Jesus. We've pulled down the heavenly picture. The ideal picture that you have for us Lord. We release it. We release it. We release it. I thank you Lord that this man of God so I I see that and I'm not prophesying money but but, but I am prophesying money. Let me explain. I see that this church will be able to support you more than you were able, to be, were, were able to be supported by your old company, and that means, church. If, if that happens is an old company, that well, it means that God is going to bless this church. He's going to bless you. So money comes towards your way, not to be prosperous to get better TVs, but to create and. And make the influences you have bigger. And Lord, i just release it. I release a debt-free zone over Eunice. Yes. A debt-free zone. Yes. A debt-free zone. A zone where this cash is king and not the credit card and the debt and the bonds and the notes. But I thank you, Lord. That peace. Especially over some of the men. You are having so much trouble to sleep at night because you don't know how you're going to make it. You don't know where you're going to find the next sum. Lord, I release provision. Lord, Lord, I just see God is dropping gold, 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 gold over your lives. And I even pray for some of you that that said, Lord, I don't want to have anything, and I, I don't want to have that. It's not for yourself. It's to bless someone else. You were born to be a blessing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Jamie, I would, I would love at the end of the service to, to stay here and pray for people, agree with them. But I'm going to give it to you. Thank you so much, sir. Bless God. Are you happy, excited, yeah. prosperous, and blessed? Thank you, Jesus.